Welcome to Saturday Night Live. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Olivia. You can call me Liv, you can call me Olivia, whatever works for you. And welcome to Saturday Night Live. Wow, I did a legit intro for the first time in so freaking long. <laughs> wow, I'm so impressed with myself. Um, I'm like a little bit loopy right now. I definitely need a nap. And then I realized it's Saturday night at 4.17 p.m. And I was like, oh shit, I don't have a podcast. And, you know, I've been really, really bad these last few weeks. Besides the episodes where I did the blind dating episodes, I was like very, very pleased with myself. And ever since then, I feel like all my episodes have been really downhill and like not coordinated very well. And I'm just also running out of steam because it's really hard to record one podcast every single week for a whole entire year. And we're at over a year now. I feel like when I hit my one year mark, I was so happy and like, I did it. I finished it. I accomplished something. Okay, I never have to do it again. Bye. And I have a whole like spiel I could make about that. But anyways, I, I finished my one year because I technically started my podcast like the first week of December of 2018. (laughs) I was like, what year is it? And now it's obviously December 2019, but I still want to keep doing this podcast until 2020. But let me know what you guys think. Should I basically quit podcasting in 2020? Should I take a break from podcasting? Should I never stop? It's one of those weird things. And I was trying to think about it. Like what do creators or anyone who does anything creative, at what point do you just decide like, okay, I'm done now? It's really hard. It's so funny. You guys probably aren't into this as much, but I'm super into watching YouTube videos. And my favorite YouTuber of all time is Shane Dawson. I just love him so much. But I also have a bunch of like lifestyle YouTubers that I watch and like beauty and makeup YouTube videos and like um, home decor videos. Like I am a YouTube fanatic. I, I basically watch YouTube every moment that I'm not doing something that I need to focus on. I'm watching YouTube. Like I have YouTube on when I'm freaking taking a shower. I have YouTube on while I'm getting dressed. I have YouTube on while I'm blow drying my hair, while I'm straightening my hair, while I'm doing my makeup, while I'm picking out an outfit, while I'm waiting to pick up the girl that I nanny from school. Like I literally love YouTube. I could watch it all the time. But so many creators are like, they take like a month off and they have these emotional videos where they're like quitting YouTube, question mark, question mark, clickbait, question mark. They like, it's just, it's, it's very dramatic. But basically they're like, They get into these mental breakdowns because they've been creating YouTube videos for so long that they have no steam left and they feel completely burnt out creatively. So they take like months off at a time or like a year off and then they come back to YouTube and they're like, I hope I still have fans. Does anyone still like me? Like I haven't been creating for so long. And it is a weird thing when you do something kind of freelancey or creative for yourself. It's like, well, when do I get a break? Or like, when do I have time off? Because (laughs) I don't really know. Um... And then it's also like, I don't want to feel like I ever quit. You know what I mean? And that's so hard for me too. I feel like I talk about this with my mom a lot because I have quit so many things in my life, you guys. And my mom's like, that's not quitting. You just finished the job. And I'm like, well, I kind of had to quit the job to finish it. But if you decide that you want to like get a new job or whatever, do you quit your job? And do you say like, I quit or... Because you know how there's those people that are like, I'm not a quitter. I didn't raise a quitter. My child or like, I've never quit anything in my life. But like, at some point you have to quit it because you can't do it your whole life, right? Like, 
like let's say you did football when you were a kid there's a slim chance you did football from elementary school to middle school to high school and into college and then now you're a professional football player like that's a very small percentage of football players right so like eventually you quit football (laughs) but I feel like people who are like I'm not a quitter I mean that's so awesome because I am a quitter like that would be my bumper sticker I am a quitter (laughs) I'm just kidding that's really mean that's I need to be nicer to myself um but like people who are very like I'm not quitters kind of bug me because I'm like you've never quit anything like anything you have to have quit something like because you can't do everything forever right like let's say you do a workout class and you're like like oh my gosh I could talk about orange theory I decided to cancel my membership at the end of December because I'm going home for two weeks and then I'm going on vacation for a week and it just didn't make sense to keep paying for it and then this last month I was like a little bit sick and then I was home for Thanksgiving and I literally have made it to one or two orange theory classes this whole entire month so I basically paid $200 to go to like one Orange Theory class. <laughs> I'm going to try to go to a few next week. But it's just like, yeah, I'm probably going to quit Orange Theory. And like, that's kind of sad. But also, eventually I'll have to quit Orange Theory because I can't literally do Orange Theory two times a week for the rest of my life, right? I don't know. That's like what stresses me out. I'm like, okay, if I'm going to go from being 100% I am a quitter at most things to like I'm not a quitter, like that's a lot of things to commit to. <laughs> And I feel like I also like a variety in my life. I like to spice things up a little. Like I get bored. Like at Orange Theory, I started just feeling a little bit not bored of the workouts because they're really freaking hard. But I started feeling discouraged. Like, oh, I suck at this. But don't worry. Keep going and you'll get better. And it, it's, I still suck after three or four months. Like I'm the last. If you were doing like places in the class of like, congrats, you came in first place. You came in second. Like I am in dead last every single time. So that's not always fun. But it's okay. It's a good workout and that's all that matters. Anyways, thank you for listening to my ramble about quitting things, but let me know what you guys think. Should I completely stop podcasting in 2020? Should I continue podcasting in 2020? I can't decide. Or should I have a whole new podcast in 2020 where I literally just set people up on blind dates on my podcast? Because that would be so fun. You guys don't even understand. I have wanted to be a matchmaker literally my entire life. You guys, I... I can't explain how much I love setting people up and the whole process of like, oh my God, like I have a crush on this guy and I don't know if he likes me. Oh my God, he asked for my number. Do you think he's going to text me? He said he would text me, but he never texted me. Oh my God, he texted me, he texted me, he texted me. And you're like with your friends and you're like freaking out. That energy, I live off of that. Like that is a high to me. I get high off of like boy drama. (laughs) That's so terrible. I was actually just talking to my boyfriend about this um, in the car because he lives in Westchester, New York, Mount Vernon, New York. I don't really know what you would call it. But they have a high school called Ursuline, they call it. Ursuline Academy. And they have Mount St. Ursula. And it's so funny because in Cincinnati, we have St. Ursula and Ursuline Academy. Obviously, like, named after the same saints, I guess. And I was like, oh, I almost went to Ursuline Academy Um, but instead I decided to go to public school and he was like, why would you want to go to, why did you go to, why were you considering going to Catholic high school when you went to public school your whole life up until then? And I was like, low key, I think I just wanted to meet Catholic school boys. I'm pretty sure that's like what my life revolved around in high school. I was like, well, I'm 13 years old because that's how old you are when you go to high school, right? Oh my God, that's so young. I'm old. Um, but I was like 13 or 14 and I was so boy crazy. And I was like, well, I want to meet Catholic school boys and my cousins went to Catholic school and I thought they were so cool. Like I thought the boys, oh my God, there was this one boy that I thought was so cute. And I was like, well, I want to meet boys like that. 
So I need to go to Catholic school and be a Catholic schoolgirl. And I just thought uniforms were so cool. I thought everything about the Catholic schoolgirl life was so cool and chill. And like at this school in Cincinnati, I toured the school and like shattered one of the girls. And she was so chill, so laid back. I remember she like wore her uniform but it was super like messy her hair was in like this crazy side ponytail she had no makeup on she was doing cartwheels down the hallways like she was like a total free spirit but I remember looking at her and being like okay well I could be that like I she seems cool like I just looked up to her and I was like she seems cool like free spirited she was talking about I remember she was like I haven't shaven my legs in six months because I want them to be super smooth for prom because I have a really hot date from the Catholic school boys school next door and so she didn't shave her legs. I will never forget that. She like showed me her leg and made me feel her leg and how hairy it was. And she's like, I haven't shaved my legs in six months. But that's what you can do when you go to Catholic school because you're not around boys. So it doesn't matter. And I was like, wow, I probably didn't even shave my legs yet because I was like when I was 13, my spirit was like five. So I thought she was really cool. And I looked up to her and I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to go to Catholic school. And then it turned out that I was out of town for the test that you had to take to go to Catholic school. But my one of my cousins or my aunt, like my great aunt or a second cousin or something, she works at the school. And she was like, don't worry, like you can retake the test or like I can get you in or whatever. And then literally my family is just lazy. And we were all like, meh, at this point, I guess you're just going to Wyoming. I guess you're going to high school, you know, public high school. So that's how that happened. But Anyways, back to the boy drama. My whole entire freaking life revolved around boy drama when I was growing up. And I was actually talking to my friend Maggie about this. And we were like, oh my God, I cannot believe how boy crazy we were in high school. It is so insane. But we literally lived off of the drama of like, oh my God, he texted me. I can't believe he texted me. Oh my God, should I text back? Should I wait like 20 minutes since he waited like 10 minutes to text back? I should wait double the amount of time. And then we would like text the same boys. And like, it was just so crazy. And like, it's so unnecessary to any girls out there who are maybe in high school or middle school that are listening it is so unnecessary don't revolve your life around boys it's so silly but looking back I honestly had some of the best times of my life being so stupid and funny and just like joking around with my friends and like getting so excited about boy drama I feel like I've probably told yeah no I definitely told the story about how my sister pretended to be a boy that I had a crush on and she pretended to text me. I think I've told this. She pretended to text me. She changed his number in my phone or she had her number in my phone, changed her contact to say his name. And then she went to the bathroom and was like, I'm going to go take a bath. She was evil. This was my sister, Emily. And she texted me for hours and hours and was like, will you be my girlfriend? And she thought that I knew it was her. And I was the most gullible child, I will say. My sisters messed with me so much all the time. And I never like or I always fell for it. Like literally, I always fell for it. So, yeah. My sister catfished me. Oh, oh my God. Which also leads me to another thing. This is just a 100% ramble. I'm so sorry, you guys. I'm kind of letting myself just be free and talk because it's almost 2020. We have like, what, two weeks left. So I'm just not going to care. Anyways, my sister sent me a video today and said, watch this. And I click the video and she is in the car talking to Neve from Catfish. And I literally just about died. If you guys don't know what Catfish is, it's an MTV reality TV show. Reality with like quotation marks because it's definitely very much produced. But it's supposed to be a reality TV show. And the host, Neve, I don't know if a lot of people actually know this, but I'm 
kind of a hardcore catfish fan. I went to see Neve speak when I was in college. He like came to my university and he like did a whole presentation and everything. And ever since then, I just I've loved him and I've watched. Honestly, I think I've watched Catfish since high school, but I got really into the background of who the host and the creator of Catfish was. And so his name is Neve Shulman, and he created the TV reality TV show Catfish because he was actually catfished himself. And he made a documentary back when he was super young, like maybe my age or younger. Not that I'm young because I feel like I'm old, but anyway. He's in this documentary and it's his brother and his friend and they film this documentary about him meeting this girl online, falling in love with her. He has this girlfriend online, but she like can't video chat. She can only talk on the phone and like send him pictures. And then like there's this whole weird backstory and he says, I'm going to come meet you. And the girl's like, I'm actually in rehab, but you can like go meet my mom and my sister at this address. And he was like, you're in rehab. What the hell? And then he gets to the house and he starts putting things together and realizing like this old woman has been this his girlfriend the whole entire time. And he feels so stupid. And this was kind of around the time where Internet. I mean, okay, it's not like literally the time when Internet just was first created, but like Instagram didn't exist yet. Snapchat didn't exist yet. Like it was very much they were IMing and they were on Facebook and sending each other emails. You know what I mean? So I think it was back then a lot easier to be catfish and it wasn't so prevalent because nowadays, I mean, people think I'm freaking cat like catfish are everywhere. Like all the Bumble guys thought I was a catfish and they were like, I'm not calling into your podcast. You are a weird catfish. Get away from me. But um, I watched Neve's documentary. You can find it online. I don't know what website, but if you type in like Neve Shulman documentary, but I'm pretty sure it went to a lot of indie kind of festivals and potentially this it won like the, an award at the Sundance Film Festival, I think. But they filmed it and it was very much like documentary style. Like they're out there trying to find clues, figure out who this girl is. Um, she was supposed to be a singer songwriter and she would send him like clips of songs and stuff. And he would be like, oh my God, she has the most beautiful voice. And then they started like being a little suspicious because one of the songs she sent, he was like, I know this song. This is not an original song. Like this is a song that I know. And she kind of slipped up and like picked like too popular of a song, I guess. Cause she was picking like unknown artists to pretend that they were her songs she was writing and singing. And he started Googling songs and realizing every single song that she had sent him was by another artist. And he started calling her out on it. And like, it was all this drama. Finally he shows up and she's like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm the girl's mom. And this old lady plays it off. Like that's her daughter at rehab, but really there is no daughter, but she did have two young daughters, like a 10 year old and a five year old or something. And then she had children that, uh, had mental disabilities like it was the craziest story you guys have to watch it I feel like I totally just ruined the whole documentary for you I am so sorry <laughs> anyway after that Neve was like I want to help people who have gone through the same situation because it's so easy to get catfish online and he realized that not only did that making that documentary help himself but it helped him or it helped him help the woman because she had so much going on in her life she had a really really tough home life she had children she had to take care of her husband she had to take care of and her home life was obviously from the show you can tell that like some things were just off and like it was sad honestly the way they portrayed her in life in the movie made it feel really sad and I think his ultimate goal with making the doc 
or with making the documentary was to figure out like what the hell is going on but then in the end he's like i want to make a tv show and help not only the people who are getting catfished but the people who are doing the catfishing because there's obviously something like whether it be an insecurity and they feel like they can't use their real pictures because they don't like themselves or um they have a bad home life and all they can do is stare at a screen and like wish they had a different life you know what i mean uh, anyway i'm rambling about catfish so much but um that's the show catfish obviously if you haven't seen it and if you have seen it and you know what it is uh the whole background about it there's this whole scene in neve's documentary where the husband of the woman who catfished him was like talking about how he's a fisherman and it was all about how catfish like blend in or they like camouflage into the water so you can't see them but what you once you catch them they're like the biggest fish you've ever seen like it was something like that and then neve decided to name the documentary something about catfish and then his whole entire series is called catfish and that's why um the whole verb now is called catfishing um because of that which is so cool so i'm a huge fan of neve um definitely like a little bit of a playboy i think or maybe he used to be now i think he settled down and has a girlfriend or a fiance and two kids with her um but i'm just a huge fan of him especially as a creator and a producer and a documentary artist and a videographer like there's so many things he's really really cool anyways my sister is in la right now because this is my youngest sister she's in la because i got her $25 tickets to see a Harry Styles concert like there was this random lottery or like this thing you could do online and she was like Olivia will you help me so I have like multiple people trying for the tickets so like her her roommate and me were all on different computers at different times and different places trying it and I was the only one that got them tickets they weren't like very good tickets but literally $50 for them to go see Harry Styles total. So they were like, duh, we have to go because they're huge Harry Styles fans. So they're in L.A. right now. Stephanie has a driver like the one of the one of the dads hired like a driver to drive them around L.A. They are like the most princessiest princesses right now in L.A. Because I think my parents and the girls parents were like, we don't want you taking Ubers everywhere. Like, we'll hire you a driver. So they have a driver that's like been the driver for Khloe Kardashian, Barbara Streisand, the Jonas Brothers. Like, it's so ridiculous. They have a beautiful hotel room by the Santa Monica Pier. Like, my sister's living it freaking up right now. And I'm over here in New York where it's like raining and cold. Anyways, she texted me a video that says, watch this. And it's freaking Neve Shulman, my idol i i'm in love with neve and he's she rolls down her window apparently her driver like rolled up next to him at a red light and she's like neve and she's yelling his name and he rolled down the window and they had a whole conversation together and he's like look out for my new season of catfish like he was like talking about all these things and he talked about the cincinnati episode stephanie or he was like are you do you girls live in la and they were like no we're from cincinnati have you been there and he was like oh cool i don't know and then the, Stephanie was like, Neve, you have been there. Like, you filmed that episode there with that girl in, like, that really ratchet part of Cincinnati. And he was like, oh, yeah, fat-ass Kelly Price. <laughs> and if you guys have seen Catfish, you know what episode I'm talking about. But super ratchet episode in uh, in Cincinnati. Honestly, a lot of the Catfish episodes are ratchet. But this one was ratchet because it turned out to be the girl's, like, best friend who was with them the whole entire search for the Catfish they're like walking down a random street in Cincinnati that looks super sketchy and then all of a sudden the girl is like bitch it was me I'm the catfish and then the girl was like why would you do this to me like I've been talking to you for two years and I thought I had a boyfriend and she was like that's what you get for calling me a fat ass Kelly Price two years ago (laughs) I don't know it was really funny you guys might not be listening to this anymore and that's okay uh I'm just gonna wrap it up there I love Neve. I almost went to Catholic school. There was a lot going on in that whole entire ramble. I don't even remember 
what the hell I was going to talk about on this episode. Uh, but thank you for listening if you listened. And sorry if you didn't. Um, I hope you guys have a great week. Happy December. Oh my gosh, Merry Christmas. Actually, no, I will get to talk to you one more time before Christmas. Let me know what episode you want to hear next. I was thinking about doing kind of like a 20, uh, Christmas 2019 gift guide, maybe. I'm not good at giving gifts, but I have a lot of things I want. So I could just tell you guys things to send me. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Okay, have a good weekend. I will see you guys next week. Bye.